Mm. Yeah, a little bit. I feel like it's been a really long time for some reason. Yeah, it really does feel like it's been a long time. It feels like we missed a whole week, <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah it feels like we kind of had a little break for some reason. It's probably because we didn't do D&D. Mm. Howdy, bitch. Hey. How you doing? How's it going? Yeah, shut up. Stoop, well, little stupid ass hoe. Yeah, little stupid ass hoe. Welcome to Coming Up For Air. <laughs> Welcome to Introspection, a Coming Up For Air podcast. Introspection. Spell that twice. I can't spell it once. Yeah, me either. Uh, I'm illiterate. My teacher never learned how to read. Uh, anyway. What a great hey start. Guys. Today we're, uh, we're going to be talking about playing the game and overcoming adversity. The whole game, everything. Whole game. We're just gonna go over it all. It's gonna be yeah. like a seventeen-hour podcast. Yeah, it's gonna start with how mm-hmm. hurts through it, mm-hmm. through the the game mm-hmm. by fumbling, mm-hmm. which is true. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the bit. That's it. That's the funny that I got. That's insane. Yeah. The man's is still hurt. Not even a real Eagles fan. Imagine. I am hurts. <laughs> Not even a real Eagles fan. It's fine. Um. Anyway, <laughs> before we get into that, though, we're gonna hit a check. My check in. Oh, uh, Joey Diaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this man, right? So my thing, what I want to talk about is like, obviously, we've seen, especially now, like there are people who just get to like a certain point of fame, and like they can really say whatever the fuck they want, and like just kind of like. It'd be like, ha 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 ha, and just completely like let slide, um, and it's kind of crazy because if you see some of the the clips of like him talking about stories and shit like that, and you're like, dude, like, are you good? You know what I mean? But he also like is very open about all his shit. Like he's a very honest person, which that's why like I respect him. And like there are so many like even in the comedy world, like he's one of the goats, and so many people like respect him. And like he talks about like the shit that he had to do coming up, and like just living in like the shitty parts of Jersey and shit like that and having to rob and like he did what he did like coming up and shit like that. Don't get me wrong, but um I just think it's funny how like that man just doesn't give a fuck like at all. Like he will say the most outlandish shit, whether it has to do with like drugs. He doesn't care if he's on Joe Rogan's podcast. He doesn't care if he's on Bobby Lee and Andrew Santiago's uh podcast. He doesn't care if he's on Bert's podcast. Like Uh, there was a certain point where he talked about, uh, um, he would be like in a certain, I don't know if it was like a trap house or what, but there was like this lady that was like, I guess, smoking hot that would just sleep booty bone naked and just walk around the crib. And that like, uh, he was like, yeah, this girl was like one of them tall skinny girls. He was like, and her shit was just hanging out. And sometimes I would just eat chips and just stare at her. And it's just like shit like that. And you're like, what? And then the people that are laughing and you're like, all right, bro. Like, I, like, I, I, I yeah, I, I, yeah, fuck it. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's obviously like, it's not just like all shit like that, but it's like, you know, it's, it's either like there's shit that is like super left and then like super right. There's times where like, he's like, oh yeah. Like, you know, one time, like, you know, my friend, he's been a real asshole. So, you know, sometimes we just threw a couple gummies in his shame without him knowing. By the time we were fucking to where we had to get to, and this dude's fucking cool and having the time of his life. And we're like, let's see, all you needed was some drugs. He freaked out. 
and just like random shit like that. And it's like he like, in the way. Yeah, but like with like weed, so it's not really roofing. It's just like you're just high, you know. Yeah, it'll be all right. It's just weed. It'd, it'd be different if like I gave you like three tabs of acid and I'd be like, all right, bud, good luck. Like you're locked in for like twelve hours, dog. Like your whole life's, yeah, your whole life's gonna change in that twelve hours. You know what I, I mean? Think I would be so angry if you made me stop talking to you. What if it was the most life-changing moment that you've ever had? A, but if I change, but if it was a situation you needed, brother, this is like pushing. <laughs> this is a fight you don't win. No, I know. I know. I obviously don't think that you would ever talk to me again, um, because obviously I know where you stand with that stuff. But I'm just saying, like in the back of your head, like if I ever, if it got you to a point where like you just never knew what would happen and change your life, you know what I mean? Like, shit. What if it fucking you don't have Tourette's anymore after tripping dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, he talks about, like, you know, dragging his friends, just, like, being on some, like, goofy shit. Um, he talks about, uh, again, like, the shit that he had to do, like, Robin growing up as a teenager. Um, and then just, the sh- like, shit that he's gone out and done with, like, friends and, like, being on, like, comedy tour. Stuff like that, but yeah, that man Joey Diaz is just like a he's a like a real life character. Like he's almost like you like out of a book type shit. But you really almost couldn't make up the it's like with him and Theo Vaughn, like you really can't make up the shit that comes out of your out of their mouth because you actually have no idea what's gonna come out of their mouth. You know what I mean? They're so unpredictable that it's like that's why that they're where they're at. Because they're one of the like Hands down, yeah, bro. Like top tier, yeah, bro. Like you want to talk about a wild card? Like, I feel like they're the people that they show up to the party and they're the story guy, the the guy who just is like, oh, dude, I've got a story for you, bro. All night, on, but they can go all night, bro. And it's not even like never like, oh, that was a bitch story. It's always like, oh my god, like me and this dude, we broke into an AT or a fucking bank, and then. And the way they deliver it, and the way they like how smooth everything like goes together and stuff like that, you're like, fuck, I believe it. Yeah, they're goaded. That's why they are where they are in comedy. Like by the time Theo Vaughn is like older and like he get really gets through his career, I feel like he'll go down as one of like the goats. It's insane, dude. But I think they're slowly turning into main characters. Joey Diaz has been a, has been a main character and done his thing in comedy. He's kind of just like, like basically like now, what? Yeah, because now everyone's like, "Yo, who's this funny ass fucking dude?" And he's like, "Dude, I've had this fucking career of just shit that I've been doing, and you now fuckers and you youngsters are just now st- are just now fucking catch on about that." I, Dude, like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if you go and, like, you know, watch the clips of, like, Joe talking about the, uh, like, just experiences that he had with Joey Diaz, it's almost like, bro, like, yeah, the motherfuckers are fucking nuts. But all respects to him. One of the goats. Respects to you, Joey. If you ever see this, fucking love you, man. I would love to smoke a bomb with Joey Diaz. I tweeted at him, by the way. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. Anyway, so he made this video where he was talking about oh the cheating problem in Tarkov, where he basically had another account downloaded cheats onto it, uh, which is called ESP, is when you can see through walls. And you get like a mini map and all this other shit. Damn. You can see what people's loadouts are, what their KD is, everything. Yeah. Um, and basically what he would do is to figure out if they were cheating is wiggle at them through the walls because you can wiggle in it. So you, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a kind of a gamer thing for, Hey, friendly. Um, but obviously if you're doing it through walls to each other, that's like a, Hey, hey we're both hacking. Hey, I'm cheating. You're cheating. We both know it. Yeah. We're cool. Yeah. Cause we're not going to fuck with each other. Yeah. And sometimes people get real pissed off. They don't like when other people are trying to signal to them that they know they're cheating and that they're cheating too. Yeah. Um, but his whole thing was that he was never going to kill anybody. Yeah. He'd only kill scabs. Um, and I think that he, even that he didn't really do. I think he didn't kill anybody at all, period. No kills. Every raid. Can't relate. Um, <laughs> and I'm a because of, of the fact that he's cheating. Yeah. And so he didn't want to ruin anybody's experience yeah. anywhere. And so the whole point of the experiment was to figure out how many people were cheating. And he kind of gives a whole breakdown. <clears throat> and he found that it was a lot more than he thought. But, and different times had different amounts of cheaters, da 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 and he doesn't go into the whole stats thing. He doesn't break down a whole graph. He just kind of runs some numbers um, that are, you know, you can do with you what you want with it kind of thing. Uh, so there's a lot of implication to that video. Uh, one, the video should never be made again. There should never be another person that makes that video because then it's just clout chasing and now you're just ruining the experience and amplifying this yeah. problem. Um, but it did light a fire under the game developer's ass to kind of be like, hey, we're going to start like publicly shaming people again for cheating and all this other shit. Trying to ban people and shit. Yeah, and so there's been kind of a fire in the Tarkov community lately, uh, but I more wanted to target this to the fact that like, the gaming community in general kind of has a cheating problem Facts. of like cheaters run rampant. And it's so interesting to kind of think about why people do that. But this video blew up and it kind of highlighted a lot of the problems and some of the community really fucking hated it. Some of the community for Tarkov, like downloaded the fuck out of like literally tried to like, it got banned talking about it on the subreddit. Yeah, um, because he knows Reddit's a circle jerk and an echo chamber. Um, but the one of the co or the co CEOs, I think, of Linus Tech Tips was in the video talking to him about it and talking about cheaters and the way that that whole thing works. And he also plays Tarkov, so they talked about that. And it just kind of addresses a larger problem for me as a game designer. And there's also a lot of nuanced topic where people don't understand necessarily how anti-cheat works and what the battle of like anti-cheat versus cheating looks like which is that it's basically a arms race against each other the developers come in with a solution and before the developers fix the problem the cheaters are already working on a solution to bypass that problem and so it's this kind of constant like arms race back and forth on who can be better and 
either cheat or anti-cheat better. Um, and it sucks because there's certain things that are kind of taboo topics in the gaming community. And it's like, at what point are you doing more harm than good when you talk about it? Like cheating. If you're addressing it, you're showing how easy it is to cheat or whatever, then are you not just making exasperating the problem and showing all these people who are already frustrated about the fact that there's cheaters or whatever, and like, well, if he's cheating, I'm just going to cheat, you know, type of mentality, or people who are just going to stop playing games. And there's a whole lot to that. There's a whole lot. I could fill up a whole segment, like a whole hour-long segment of a back and forth of talking about all the problems in the game industry lately um, that have been going on. But it's just kind of like a... Man, dude, what the fuck, fuck. we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, no, I think and uh, like obviously, like I'm glad that I guess fuck off game developers decided to actually take action on it faster than like I guess others would. Like even if you look at like Apex, like how long did, has it taken Apex to fucking listen and oh, bro, the shit that you know from season like I don't know when he stopped playing. Was when it? I stopped playing? Yeah, what was it, season, like, 12? Sure. Something like that, yeah. From, like, season 12 and on, it was just, like, fucked. Uh, Ring-wise, uh, they were taking out certain shit and putting shirt back in and then just recoloring skins and shit like that. So it's cool to see that, like, obviously, like, they care about their game. You know what I mean? Like, it's been in beta for as long as it has been for a reason. Yeah, and it's a small development team, too. I think that there's... There's a lot that I really want to talk about, and I talk about it a lot, honestly, on my Twitch streams and like on um, my other forms of content that aren't this. Um, that I kind of want to be able to talk about more and kind of cover more, and which is something that I want us to kind of do as like a bonus episode type stuff later on, or Buzz. even on my channel, like it's conversations that I have where I talk about games kind of the inner workings of development and stuff because you know that's obviously what i went to school for and everything and i think that it's a topic that's really interesting you know my roommate wants to start a podcast which one mac he wants to, the whole house to do a podcast that'd be dope yeah but jeff's not content pilled yeah and casey and I, doesn't like being on camera yeah, and as soon as Jeff says something that he's not supposed to, and you look at him, and you go, Jeff! <laughs> no, I have to edit it out. Uh, well, yeah, and then he's going to be like, what? And then Casey is just going to kind of sit there and just, I feel like, chime in whenever he really wants to. I mean, and then, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of different being on camera and then, like. It's an interesting thing. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of letting him fight that battle. It's not my battle. I said I'd do it, but I was like, you got to convince them and figure out what we're talking about. But I yeah. guess we'll hear about that if that's happening. Yeah, that'd be crazy. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. If you want to hear me talk more about the industry and stuff that I care about, you can find it elsewhere. Elsewhere, plugged in, right? At the end of the episode, and it's down below. Yeah, that way. Yep, that way. Um, Let's dive in. Uh, I thought we would... Uh, Loki just feel like we've been talking about this for shit for a minute, bro. I mean, we have. 20 minutes is a long time. Uh, I think last time we went to like 30 on the intro. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, we went to 30 because we had like 10 to 5 minutes of dead air. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah, you're right. Anyways. So let's talk about playing the game and overcoming adversity. 
And what you what you mean by playing the game? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Game, so that is the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what's the game? So the game is more or less life. It is this kind of concept of like you have to work with the system. What's the answer to life? Uh, Forty two. My fucking man, I'm bro. Redded. Um, <laughs> My fucking man, I am an bro. Internet person. Oh, so what a fucking deal. guy, bro. That shit made no one else's answer. I might actually cry right now. So <laughs> no one else has ever answered that. I might cry right now. Oh, I love you, Jackson. Love you too, Continue. Uh, do you see the tears working yeah. up in my eyes? I might actually cry right now. That was epic. So <sighs> here's the deal. The game is kind <sighs> of the system. It is, it is playing life. It is playing to the fact that there's a lot of things in your life that you kind of just have to adjust to and play with. So, for example, like gun laws. Gun laws are playing the game. <sighs> yeah, it's a very touchy topic. Not in Arizona. Well... It, no, it's still a touchy topic. I'd say nationwide, I, or even worldwide. I think <laughs> no, we just don't have them here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we it's it's a touchy topic, and you know you can argue back and forth with thousands of people every day. Um, but at the end of the day, usually the conclusion some people come to is like, I'm just gonna play the game, which is they have guns. I can't make guns not happen, so I should have a gun. No. And not only that, but I think. Like, obviously, we were to really go into all of that, like... Yeah, which, you know, that's not what this episode's yeah, about. Yeah, we're not really, like... Um, but playing the game is basically, like... Finding you, loopholes to shit. Yeah, you, you're, you're... In life, you are going to be constantly in adversity. You're constantly going to be facing things that are meant... And adversity is basically a challenge or a difficult set of circumstances that you must overcome. Uh... And that can be in thousands and thousands of forms. So the difference between playing the game and adversity is that adversity is usually something that is upfront against you. Whereas playing the game, in my mind, is more of just, I am working the system. It is just kind of me bouncing back and forth. And I wanted to talk about this because I think that both of us, as of late, have been dealing with a lot of adversity and a lot of playing the game. Unfortunately. So. The game the game called Life has been absolutely fucking me. No lube. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing to kind of take away from that. The game is always <laughs> going to. I love you. <laughs> well, because it does. I, I think that both of us. Here's the thing. I want us to touch really quick. What do you think some of the biggest adversities in your life have been? Or even the past, like, five years? Identity, family, money, I guess, making money, like, different ways to make money. Yeah. And then overcoming laziness and bad habits. Mm-hmm. That's only four, but I guess you can consider the lazy bad habits as like four yeah. or five. I'd say how how have you played with that? How have you tried to overcome some of those adversities? Because uh, I feel like those are pretty common ones. Those are ones that a lot of people tend to struggle with. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think I've, I think at first when I really started to like try and like grow as a human being, I try to take everything on at once. And try to just attack everything. Um, but in in doing that, I blamed everything on something else. 
You know what I mean? Another person or yeah, a circumstance. Was, yeah, 110%. It was always somebody else's fault. And, like, oh, like, I had a very big uh, victim mentality. Um, yeah. And as as most of the world does, I think, you know, once you realize <clears throat> that you're not a victim, and if you are, literally everybody else is too. Yeah. And that the world really doesn't owe you shit, and that you're another human being, and that history is going to continue on, whether you like it or not. You could literally die tomorrow, and then everybody else's life continues, and you'll have a couple people who, you know, be a little bit sad over your death. But, like, longevity of it, like, at some point, you're going to be forgotten. You know what I mean? So I think the biggest thing with that is, is like, I tried not to stress not only the things I couldn't control, but I tried to take my days at a time really appreciate the shit that I was doing that day and then whatever thing I was trying to attack or thing that I was trying to change or thing that you know whatever I was trying to do accomplish I would focus on that and and that's what I'm doing right now and I think that's really helped me out is like really just kind of breaking down like all right this is what I need to do this is what I need to accomplish this is how I'm gonna do it yeah I I mean Part of what wanted, made me want to talk about this is I just got that new job. So my last day for my old job was this past weekend. And I a couple of days prior to my last day, I had had a talk with one of my coworkers who I actually like. And we were talking about relationships and kind of like me coming into the job and like kind of my mentality because he was he's only been in like one relationship and it's only lasted for like about six or eight months. And so he, we were talking about it because the other person we were talking to didn't, hadn't been in any relationship. And then I was the most senior and I'm also the oldest of them. And Mm. so we were talking about like advice and then our mentality and stuff. And then we were talking about what I was kind of like whenever I went into the job and I got honest with them and I was like, you know, I came in and I was dealing with some pretty heavy medical stuff. I was dealing with like stuff that was world ending for me. And whenever you wake up and you're kind of like scared about what tomorrow looks like for yourself or what, like if you get tomorrow or, you know, like that type of stuff where you are kind of in a position where you have to treat every day as it's as your last day or be so thankful for it, you know, it really does change the way that you operate. And so on my last day, he came up to me, the guy that I was originally having a conversation with. um, And he like gives me a hug and he's like, Hey man, I I hope the medical stuff clears up fully for you. And I, I, at this point, like it's mostly done. Like I, I, I'm good. I'm in the green, but he was like, I I hope it stays that way. And uh, you're a great guy. And you know, everything you've done and said like has meant a lot to me. And like, that was kind of our goodbye. Damn. And what a fucking guy. It hit this moment for me of like, I'm sometimes you don't need to overcome adversity to be taught a lesson about adversity. And you know, whether or not he learned something from it is a completely different story. But the fact that he took that conversation that happened a week prior, like in that moment, internalized it, memorized it and, and new stuff that had happened, new things. And there weren't things that we, like, talked about at at length, but something that we talked about for, like, five minutes, and then we both went and did our job again. Uh, You kind of start to realize your adversity is a platform. 
your moments of adversity or challenge or things that you have, which a lot of people obviously know. Well, yeah, like your story, your chapters, the shit that you go through, like history is a learning platform. Yeah, absolutely. And, and your adversity is history. Yeah, and I think that obviously that's why like we look towards older people for wisdom on certain shit. Um, or people, it doesn't even have to be older people, but just people who are more experienced in certain things that we're dealing with at that moment. Um, because even if it's the shit that we don't think we should be hearing, want to hear, or the shit that we do want to hear, you're still getting so a piece of, of piece of knowledge. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're still getting something from somebody else that whether or not it's effective at that moment or not, you don't know if it'll come, you know, handed down in the, uh, later in the road. Um, so I think that's kind of like the big part of it. Yeah, I think that a lot of people severely underestimate how helpful going through adversity can be and how helpful your mindset or just having somebody by your side can be. There was a while um, towards the start of this podcast where I was really struggling. I was going through a lot of like really straining relationship things with like friends and other dynamics in my life men's was not taught and friends that were leaving and coming in and out of my life and you know friends doing me dirty or you, you know like a whole bunch of shit I, I was and then i had medical stuff on top of it and then you know it wasn't long before that that my mom got diagnosed and just all types of stuff and i think it's funny because I was talking about the other day and I remember like the only person that like I consistently like looked at and was like cool with and like didn't have any problems with at all really or didn't feel like had hoed me or whatever you know like didn't turn their back on me was you and you know it's a conversation me and you had had this motherfucker man kiss you in the back of the mouth but you can't play the game alone is kind of what I want to get at. You can't overcome adversity. You can't play the game alone. You have to find somebody, find something, find solace in a way to overcome your challenges because that's what it's all about. You will get better. You'll get stronger. Whatever it is, it is all. Yeah, and not only that, but like we see it with like people who are successful in any field. I don't care if you're a doctor, I don't care if you're a lawyer, I don't care if you're a fucking judge, a cop, military, the person ahead of you has horrific stories and shit that you can never even think about. Um, people have had stories of how they got hoed and the biggest, like, you know, their, like, turning point in their life. Um, and it's all, they're all character developing moments is what me and Soka like to call them. Yeah. Um, when life likes to just bend you over and just put a couple fingers in you, you know, without no consent, um, you know, shit happens yeah. and it fucking sucks. Yeah. But uh, those are character developed moments. Uh, and you end up coming out on those like, obviously, that's your story. Like, that's what ends up fucking that's what you end up writing um, in your book of your life and i think at that moment like you do get to your point where you're able to share everything and then you know these people can relate and uh kind of see like damn i didn't that honestly like the shit that me and you like the more and more that we end up dealing with our shit and coming out i feel like me and you more and more like have like this like like, fuck man like hey man he's still doing it though you know what i mean like it's almost like uh we keep each other going type shit yeah i 
my dad had to pick me up yesterday for reasons I'll talk about at the end of the podcast for my come up. Oh. Um, but I had a conversation with him and me and my dad developed a relationship where we're pretty honest with each other about a lot of things, um, which was all kind of through adversity, funny enough, and playing the game. But we've developed a pretty honest relationship. And I was talking to him and we went and grabbed food really quick. And then uh, so we were just chatting. And he was like, we were talking about Parkinson's because my dad suffers uh, from Parkinson's. And he has since I was 12 or 11, actually, I think. But which, you know, is a for those who don't know, it's a life altering illness. It affects your motor skills is the best way to put it uh, in layman's terms. So we were talking about it because he had gotten a procedure done that was pretty new at the time and was on the news for it because he was like one of the youngest diagnosed people and then also was getting the surgery. Damn. Um, yeah, and so he was on the news and every now and then I'll, it'll come up and I will read the interview that he did again. And it's a very emotional thing for me. You know, there's a lot there. And one of the things that he said in his interview was getting diagnosed, getting told you have Parkinson's is worse than getting told you have cancer. Because cancer, there's something they can do. There's a possibility of treatment. There's a, a goal and an objective that they can try to achieve and reach for you. It's like Parkinson's, you just kind of have to wait and see how it affects you. You have to wait it out. And it'll keep coming. It doesn't end. They don't have a fix. Yeah. And we were talking about it, and I was just like, you know, you know, Dad, you know, it's kind of funny and ironic in like a sad way. <laughs> I was like, I got both ends of that stick. I got you with Parkinson's, and then I got my mama with the cancer. I feel fucked for even like thinking about laughing at that. Like, but it, but it is funny. Uh, well, it's, obviously, it's the ironic. way you deliver it. <laughs> but like, that's the point. Is yeah. like, you know, I don't, I don't need pity or anything. Like, but it's, it's funny. That's why yeah. I bring it up. Of like. How fucking ironic. <laughs> but I remember my dad just kind of like sighed and looked at me and was like, I feel so bad for you and your sister because this isn't the life that you should have had and you've had it rough. And I was like, but we've also had it significantly better than some other people. And he was like, and I'm glad that you can say that still. And that's it. That That's the whole essence of adversity and the game is being able to take your L's, take them humbly, and understand that it does suck. It sucks when somebody does you dirty. It sucks when you get cheated on. It sucks when life takes somebody from you. It sucks when shit goes wrong and nothing looks good. It sucks when a pandemic makes you lose your job that you loved. But also, the adversity playing the game, you have to stand back up. Yeah. Because if you didn't, I wouldn't be here. You know, I wouldn't have a podcast. I wouldn't have some of the friends that I have. I wouldn't have met you. Podcast! Podcast! Woo! Podcast! Because life... <laughs> you play the that game... That was our live audience. Take... <laughs> it was our live audience. <laughs> Woo! Let's go! Let's go! Podcast! Yeah! You <laughs> take these moments. You take these things in life. And you kind of just hold them close to your chest and you have to say, you know what? I'm still here. Took that one to the chin, bitch. What now? And I'm still going to come up on top. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like, if you got somewhere to sleep, bro, and you got clothes on your back. 
And you got somebody that cares about you? Somebody's got it worse, bro, to be honest with you. And that's not to, like... And that's not to devalue your pain. Yeah, and that's not to belittle it, you know what I mean? Because obviously everybody's got shit going on and you deserve to be cared about. You know, the whole nine yards, yada, yada. You upset, but... At the same time, like... But... There's a point where you cross the victim the victim mentality line. And it's like, all right, bro, nut up, right? And just start fucking mobbing, right? Yeah. Because even... I won't say who it was, but there's a clip of somebody talking about uh, depression and they're like, listen, like a lot of people like look at depression and, you know, they say, you know, oh, like it makes me feel like this. I don't want to do anything, yada, yada, this and that, you know, and I look at depression as a motivating factor. The fact that you're not going out and trying to achieve every and every like anything because of whatever puts you in that mode, he was like, is like fallacy to me. He was like, it doesn't make any sense to me. He was like, depression should be your biggest motivator to get out of whatever fucking rut put you there in the first place. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like people's mentality. Like, they want to be a victim of it so that it's going to let them affect them. And our mind is as powerful as we want it to be. So if you tell yourself, like, oh, like, you know, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, at some point you're going to start to believe it, and it's a lot harder to pull yourself out of that hole. That's why I always tell people, one of my biggest things whenever it's somebody who, whenever I'm talking about either somebody who, won't help themselves or puts themselves in bad situations or they're genuinely asking like i just don't know how to progress i'm like look your past if that's usually what's bothering them in this case scenario your past isn't always your fault you know awful things happen to everybody and it's not always your fault most of the time it it probably won't be your fault at least not entirely but about 30 percent it is i hope you know but no i'm just fucking with you (laughs) It is your fault. It <laughs> starts gaslighting. It's, <laughs> it's not your fault, but how you handle it is your responsibility entirely. And if you can't handle your past digression, you can't handle the things that have happened to you, and you don't take accountability for it, you don't handle the things that are making your situation worse, you are doomed to either repeat those instances, which means you haven't learned, which means now it is your fault, or you are doomed to become worse than that. Yeah, them vicious cycles, man. Again, that's that victim mentality. It leads you into a vicious cycle of just repeating the same shit over and over. Certain people that we know are very accustomed to that. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey man, hey. <laughs> they are very accustomed to that, man. They run, they run that bitch like it's a fucking marathon, yeah. bro. That shit is crazy to Homies me, bro. over here like Post Malone singing <laughs> circles and shit. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like that, uh, uh, uh. Bro, that shit fucking kills me, dog. Like, at what point are you going to be like, you know, maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> oh, isn't that a Taylor Swift song now? It's like, I it's think me. so. Yeah. I'm the problem. Yeah. Like, bro, at some point, you got to look yourself in the mirror and be like, you like Taylor Swift? No, nah, I think she's, a, I think she's a dumb hey. bitch. Hey, I don't care. Who, I don't care if you're a Swifty. I don't give a fuck who you are. Ooh, listen, oh no, we're about to get stabbed. We're about to get death. Listen, the dumb bitch uses a private jet to go everywhere. Her carbon footprint is bigger than any fucking billionaire you fucking know. No, no, no. There's a lot of people who do that. No, no, no. There's stats. Someone came out with a video and said, listen, I don't think you guys realize, T-Swift is one of the biggest pieces of shit on this planet when it comes to carbon footprint and fucking polluting. more than anybody else? A lot more celebrities than you think, dog. So, you know what? Taylor Swift, eat a dick. She is the problem. You are the problem. Eat a dick. Kanye was right about you. Oh, first time somebody's heard that in 2023. No! Nah! 
than me, probably. But yeah, my man Carney was definitely right about you. Uh, She's just crazy, bro. She even tried to cap about his uh his bar with her. The me and Taylor might still have sex. I made that bitch famous. God damn. You know, I don't know, but you know, you know. So there's sure. yeah, there's a bar that he got famous because like obviously after thing that happened with Taylor Swift and like Beyonce at the award show. Do you know what the hell that happened? No, I know none of this. Oh my god, bro! Did you live under a rock in the 2000s, bro? What the fuck? We'll talk about this later. No, you're. It's because you're Mormon, and I or you grew up Mormon, and I and and I you grew up Mormon in a in a Mormon household, and you were sheltered. I was not in a Mormon household. No, I know, but I just like I grew up around a lot of Mormons. But listen, bro. So basically, long story short, right? Award show, Beyonce, T Swift going up against each other. T Swift wins. Kanye. Butts in on her thank you and goes, I'm gonna let her finish, but Beyonce should have won. That's where this. that comes from? That's where that comes oh, from. So then the con- So then the connection on the bar is uh me and Taylor Myers still have sex. I made that bitch famous because after that she blew up. Everyone obviously knows who Taylor Swift is before that, but after that, obviously everyone wants her simp story, yada yada, this and that. You know, she blew up after that, right? He calls her for that bar and goes, hey, uh, this is what I'm going to rap. Are you cool with it? She was like, yeah, I'm fine with it, yada, yada, this and that. And it blows up. And then she tries to come out after and says that she did not okay the bar. Kim Kardashian, they put out a video. They literally videotaped him on the phone with her and was like, are you okay with this? She was like, yeah, you're good, dude. He was like, all of them were like, you're a crazy, psychotic bitch. Fuck Taylor Swift. That was my rant. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Dude, this... Swifties are fucking psychos. You better care. They're about all psychos. They're like the Minecraft community. Yeah, they're all psychos. Crazies. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I honestly, bro, pull up. I'll drop the Addy, bro. <laughs> pull up. What's happening? How you pull up? Yeah, bro. Hey, hey, AZ, AZ, I swear, AZ wants to start a war here anyway, so we might as well fucking make it happen Kinda now. true. AZ, AZ in Texas right now, if there's a civil war happening, they're the first two to go up in Alabama. Uh Anyway, I think that's kind of all I really wanted to talk about with adversity and and all of this stuff. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but I don't want us to linger on it. Yeah, bro. Hey, long story short, fucking suck it up, dude. Don't be a bitch. (laughs) Not at all, but long story short. (laughs) Imagine that that's how we ended that shit. (laughs) Hey, don't be a pussy. (laughs) Fuck your emotions. (laughs) Hey, this shit, whack. This shit is just not cash money, bro. You just need to walk away from it, bro. Why are you booing me? I'm right. (laughs) Duh. Anyway, let's come up. What a bit. Let's come. Brendan? Oh, I got a new DJ set. A little little DJ mixing table. Wicked, 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 wicked. And it actually makes a little wicked, wicked noise. And I was like, ah! It was, shit was kind of fire. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, But I've been watching, like, the videos on, like, the introductions to it and, like, beat matching and, like, how to count, like, how to basically break down songs into, like, phrases, bars, and... Uh, I'm basically letting Brennan do all the heavy lifting on this one, so I, he'll just quick teach me. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you basically just have to break down a song, because uh, oh, real quick, did you ever train anybody at Dutch? E- maybe. Why? I can't imagine you training somebody. E- it honestly, I never had like my own trainee because I wasn't a shift lead yeah. for long. That long when they just started hiring people out the oh, ass. I got, I became a shift lead, and they immediately gave me a trainee two yeah, weeks later. Yeah, they weren't that dumb with me. Come on now, they know who I am. 
But whenever I would help out with trainers, I would just kind of break it down in the most simple terms because obviously, like, your shape lead's going to tell you the most technical way, yeah, yeah, to this. I did not do that. Well, most of them, like, would try to. (laughs) That that was not me. Okay, well, anyway, uh, they would, like, kind of, like, look away, yada, yada, and be like, hey, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. You just got to do this, this, and this. And then then they'd be like, yo, that makes so much sense. And I'd be like, exactly. You're welcome. (laughs) Anyway, the whole point of that is I cannot imagine Brennan trying to teach somebody. I'm a very good teacher if I know, like, if I'm really confident in what I'm talking about. And if I'm not, I can still bullshit my way through to where it it kind of looks like it. One of these days, guys, I'm going to put into an episode Brendan trying to explain the plan in D&D. And I'm going to make you guys understand why I say this. That's different, bro. I be smoking a lot right before D&D, and I really just be throwing a lot of bullshit out there in D&D just to spice it up, okay? Hey, man, don't come at me for my D&D logic and theories. Anyway. It's going to be rough. Anyway. Um, DJ. Yeah, it's been really cool to, like, beat match and basically, like, uh, importing tracks into the uh, software is really easy. I just used that little thumb drive that we were using. Yeah. And on download, uh, like, YouTube to MP3, and then just download it on thumb drive and then just load it in. Um, and then it tells you, like, it automatically analyzes your song and tells you your beats and shit like that. Um, but the biggest thing is just, like, obviously, like, understanding, like, a downbeat matching with a downbeat so that way you can kind of play the other song and then slowly, like, move, like, the volumes. And, like, if you want to fade the lyrics and just have the beat so that way someone can have the, you know, just hear the beat coming and they already know what song's coming next and then, like, drop it on the chorus or something like that. Like, so for me, it's just going to be timing and understanding, like, where all these songs come in and shit like that. But, like, the like the boy Kobe was over here the other day and we were just fucking around on some songs and, like, just, like, fucking with it is just so much fun because, like, you just get the vibe of, like, you know, you hear shit in your ear and you're sitting there and you're fucking playing with it. And, you know, you can set up hot cues and stuff like that. And then you can do, like, effects. And in the software, you can set up, you know, your four different buttons for different effects based off of what you're running. So if you're running, like, house music or, like, electronic music, you can set up more electronical, like, sounds on your hot cues and stuff like that and on your effects. So that way, if you're trying to add something in there, you want to, like, really set something up. Um, You can do, like, loops. So that way, if you want to, like, build something up and you're trying to just loop, like, a certain beat or, like, certain, um, like, phrase or something like that in the song, um, you can do that. But yeah, I mean, long story short, I'm going to be one of the hottest DJs coming out of Arizona. Have you heard of the M3F Music Festival? No. It's an Arizona one. I went... No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. This isn't what I'm talking about that I come up, but it was fucking whack as shit. It was whack? Yeah, their fucking audio engineers... Doggy doo doo. Sounded like you stinky. Yeah. (laughs) Sounded like trash can or what? First fucking first fucking set list comes out, right? Mm -hmm. We get there and I immediately walk up, I go, This is bad. Why you saw all those speakers and shit or what? No, the speaker setup was fine. That's the part that's fine. Booth is right by us. So I know where they're at. Mm -hmm. I hear the same thing they're hearing. And we hear the beats start playing. Music's pretty loud. They're like their higher notes really fucking loud. Yeah, person starts singing. Their singing is double the volume of the beat. So your ears are bleeding, and they're they fucking they're an alto, so it's fucking all really pitchy. Yeah, and it sounds like it's punching my fucking eardrums. So it's, it's really fucking pitchy. And you're getting dong slapped. Yeah, in so that ear. set ends, and I like look at, I look at my sister and I'm like, this is fucking bad, dude. No bueno. Yeah, this is not good. <laughs> So we go to the next set, 
and it's uh same shit. It's like a house. It's a house person, right? Putin gets it. Putin gets it. Yeah, Putin gets it. Very much that. Like it's just vibe music. Mm-hmm. Um, better mix. Really fucking loud though, which is whatever. Like that's a different problem, and it's not as much of a problem. It's an outdoor venue, so like it kind of has to be loud. But it's like we're decently away, and it's fucking loud. And I'm like, uh, those four guys that are close. Yeah, hopefully they have earbuds in. Hopefully, because if not, they're going to be like me. They got that tinnitus. <laughs> tinnitus. I was sitting in the doctor's office, and I just heard the fucking ringing, and I'm like, please, somebody come in, please. <laughs> sitting there for like 20 minutes listening to the ringing get progressively louder. Anyway. Um, no bueno. Go over back to the main stage again to go see Coin. Um, and let me tell you, the mix <sighs> got worse. No bueno. Nobody else performed on that stage until the second person came out, right? Somehow the mix got worse, but they switched it. This time, music was really loud. Mm-hmm. Live not performance. So much. I could not hear the singer. It was straight. <laughs> I was like, the fuck are they? Si- <laughs> the fuck is going on? What is happening? Yeah. And I'm like, I look over at the booth guys, because again, we're pretty much level with them. They're just fucking sitting there. I'm like, what? Huh? I think you just need to fucking send it on the audio job. You'd pick it's up so, so fucking. It was it, like, okay. Here's the thing: if anybody works in production world or has ever worked in like live performance world, where you are the person doing the audiovisual stuff, or you even know about that field, whenever you are in that field and you know it, and it's bad audio, it's fucking terrible. It is the worst experience. I've been in a couple places where I'm like, the audio is bad. I'm not having a good time. And somebody else who doesn't work in the world be like, I don't think it sounds that bad. They'll be like, it doesn't sound great. It doesn't sound that bad. But I'm like, I'm just, I'm fucking miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having a good time. I want to go. Yeah. Anyway, what I actually wanted to talk about. Yeah, I was going to say, what are you actually going to come up on? So I thought. <sighs> With your dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yesterday. You had to get picked up. Um, I went to the doctor's. Uh, because I woke up, or I went to bed the night before, had a migraine, mm-hmm. but I thought it was just a headache. Mm-hmm. Took Tylenol, took my meds. Meds make me sleepy, so I pass out. No problem. Uh, I wake up in the morning, my head's fucking pounding. That shit feels like someone's about to fucking split open, crawl out of it. Mm. A little baby. No one. Yeah, that's how Athena was born in Greek mythos. By the way, Zeus had a headache, and she crawls out that bitch. Mm. Yeah, that's why I always say it. Anyway, so it feels like my head's splitting open. I'm losing it. Didn't know that. Learn something over there. Yeah. Uh, So (laughs) I, like, go downstairs for a minute because, like, it fades a little bit. Whenever I get up, I take a shower, and I feel a little bit better. And so I'm like, I'm going to go to the movies because I've been wanting to go. And then... Worst decision you could have made. I didn't go Mm. because I, like, was sitting there, and I, like, started feeling nauseous. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is a bad idea. I'm not going to the movies. My head's starting to hurt more. So I, like, go back to I'm like, hey, I've got to go lay down. So I go lay down. I'm miserable. I'm like rolling. My blanket's wrapped around my fucking head. I'm congested. Just so not I'm trying just to do miserable. And Well, Jeff comes into my room. He's like, hey, bud. And uh, significant other's sitting on my de- at my desk, like kind of like concerned, staring at me. And he's like, you, you good? I was like, no. I feel like I'm dying. My head is like being torn apart. And he's like, okay, drink, drink liquids. At this point, I've drinking two of my mixers full of liquid IV and water. Because I'm like, I just got to be real hydrated. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm still feeling nauseous, still not feeling good. And my supervisor was like, hey, maybe we, we should go to urgent care. You, like, look like shit. <laughs> and I felt awful. So I was like, yeah. yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, if you look pale and you're already pale, there's an issue. I was at, like, 95 degrees. Temp- oh, yeah. Too. No bueno. Um, and so and I'm getting the body aches. Like, my legs are turning to jelly. So I'm mm. like, oh, something's not right. You said something is going down. And that's how I know what I don't feel good, is, by the way, is whenever I get the body aches and my legs feel funny, I'm like, oh, no, something's up. I'm not good. So I go. Uh, we get over to the urgent care. It's terrifying. I go. Sit, I do my check-in. I sit in the lobby. And I'm just sitting there like heavy breathing. And then I feel it. I'm like, oh, no. I'm going to throw up. I like start feeling nauseous. So I stand up. First thing, a little bit comes out. And I'm wearing a mask. So I could feel it hit the mask. So it's right there. So I like sprint. I'm like, <laughs> mom walking. Get to a door. Pull it open. Thinking it's the bathroom. It's into the main hall. So I fucking slam the door, walk back, and I, like, get to the door. All right, as I get to the door, push the door open. I'm coughing. Mask comes off. I spill out onto the rocks out front. I'm just sitting on the ground. I throw up all over myself. But it was all the liquid IV. Damn. And water. So it was just pure liquid. It was just pure water. Still, that's fucked. I mean, it's mixed with a little bit of acid because that's how it works. But it was just all, like, all the liquids that I drank that morning just all leaves my body. Um, And I'm just like... Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, let me tell you, I think that there's so few things that are so embarrassing, and I think that's one of them is throwing, throwing up in, in a public place yeah. is so embarrassing yeah. to me. Um, and you feel awful because y- you made a mess and it's gross, and somebody's got to clean it, and you're still miserable, and it's just kind of an embarrassing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so my significant like chases, like grabs my glasses because they came off. And like comes and pats, like rubs my back and is like, Hey, are you okay? Like, and I'm like, just douse. Like the whole front of my shirt <laughs> is just wet. Damp. Yeah. But for me, it just feels like water. Yeah. But I, yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, uh, I was like, I, I have this. What a real one, by the way. I was way. like, I have this gross ass shirt on. Like my mask is just covered. And she's like, I think I have a shirt in my car. Let me go grab one. What a fucking pro. And I'm like, yeah. is that one of my shirts? And she's like, no. But it's a little bit of a bigger one. And it's a long sleeve. And I'm like, okay. So she goes, a guy comes Crop out, up. by the way, and he throws up because, uh, yeah, this big guy comes out. He's holding vomit in his hand because he threw up on his way out because I threw up. But his was like actual vomit. Mine was just liquid. So I felt awful because of that, too, which is even more embarrassing because you're like, oh. Like you caused somebody else to throw yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> it's so bad, dude. And it's right at the door, so everybody has to like waddle around it. <laughs> it's fucking awful. So she comes back with a Street Fighter shirt. It fits. It fits fine. It just fits me like it's a medium. Mm-hmm. So it's a little tight. Um, get the guns in there. And so, except I feel like shit. So I'm just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like curled up. You look, you look like a hungover college girl. You look like one of those hungover college girls that they just threw yeah, whatever yeah, they could yeah. find on her. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's a long sleeve. So it's not like the sleeves are up in my armpit and like half shouldered. <laughs> Um, but so the, the itinerary lady, the, the secretary comes out and she's like, Hey, here's a little vomit bag. She's like, the doctor's going to take you back if you're good to go. And then you'll just chill in the room. And I was like, okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then she was like, she was like, no, it's okay. It's like, it, it happens. And she's like, you know, it's okay. And I'm like, okay. And oh. So I w- walk in and I just have a little bag in my hand. 
And I can feel everybody staring at me as I walk past. Doing the walk of shame. And the worst part is that she goes like, careful, it's right there. Whatever we go. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. So I go, I sit in my room. And then I'm there for like an hour and a half. Um, person comes in, takes my BP and everything. And all, does all that shit. Asks me some questions. And then gives me uh, anti-vomiting medicine to help with nausea. Um. And then side effects kills everything else. Makes me drowsy. <laughs> um, is a side effect. I know because I ended up getting prescribed that and some migraine meds. Both <laughs> of them make me drowsy. Uh, which will come into play later. Um, so doctor finally comes in and she's like, Hey, how are you feeling? You know, da, 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 da. and they all know I fucking threw up. They mentioned it. I'm like, yeah. ah. <laughs> and so She's like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how bad is the headache? Like, worst headache of your life being 10, 1 being nah. And then I was like, it's like an 8 or a 7. Like, my head literally feels like it's tearing apart, concaving. Um, and then she's like, okay, well, I can give you a shot of this medicine, da 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 da, da. And it's the same medicine they gave me when I got in the car accident. Damn. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> I'm like, this hurt is so bad. <laughs> I'm like, whatever, dude. Um, so, comments go by. Uh, she as soon as she walks out the room, door shuts. She's like, "He looks like shit," and I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> she's talking to the uh, nurse, which is like, right there's the desk. Yeah. She's like, "He looks like shit," <laughs> and I'm like, "Man, come on now! <laughs> like, why you gotta do like, me dog, like that?" Like, dog, I'm right here. <laughs> like, why you gotta do me like that, man? <laughs> <laughs> and so he comes in. He's like, "I got this for you. Pull your pants down." Pokes my butt, <laughs> stabs my butt, but. Five minutes pass by, I feel great. You're on cloud nine. No, I, like I, I just start getting tired again because it's another drowsy medicine, and it, but it makes my headache go away. Like I feel it's mild. It's like a one maybe. Yeah. Now. And so I'm like, yes, pain gone. <laughs> and the nausea goes too because one, the medicine, and two, uh, when I get really, really bad headaches or migraines, nausea is a side effect, and I get really bad nausea. Yeah. Um. And so, but my son of another texts me and says, like, hey, I have my appointment at three. I got to go. Can you have somebody else get you? And I'm like, yeah, I got it. It's fine. Yeah. So I text my dad because I didn't know if my roommate was actually, like, doing stuff or not. Mm-hmm. So my dad comes and picks me up. And, but I just tell him, like, hey, I need you to pick me up. I'm at urgent care. Everything is fine. I just felt sick. So he comes and shows up. And then right when I get out is right when he shows up. So it worked out nice. But the doctor talks to me for a bit. And she's like, yeah, you looked really awful. Um, but we're going to give you these meds. You're good to go. Thank they, didn't, you. they didn't tell you anything was wrong? No, they <laughs> said, like, you seem like you're okay. It seems like you just had a migraine, and I, I never get migraines. You know, it's very, very rare. And so she was like, it probably was just a really bad migraine. If you said it started last night and you didn't really, like, fully migraine treat it, then it probably just got worse, which is why it feels so awful. And I was like, okay, cool. Hasn't been a problem since. Um, and so, and this was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so my dad gets me up, picks me up, and then we start talking. And that's how that whole conversation happened. But fast forward to today, where I have my appointment with my gastrologist, which is the person that does your like colon and everything, your butt checks mm. and all that stuff to make sure that like my intern. You get a finger up the butt? No, because mm. remember, if you guys remember, I had a colon infection a while back oh, in yeah, September. That's right. Um, and so it was my follow up, and I was talking to him. I show up after searching for the office for 10 minutes, because it's in a complex mm-hmm. that is a giant office building. Mm-hmm. 
and I have to find my building out of all of them, mm-hmm. and it's not listed on the itinerary. So I'm like, I don't know how to fucking go. So a nurse comes up. She sees me staring at this board for like five minutes, looking at my phone, like, uh, and I'm running late at this point. Yeah. Um, and she, she's like, oh, what are you looking for? I tell her the suite, and she's like, oh, it's just around the corner. You don't need to take the elevator. Oh. And I'm like, uh. Nice. Fine. So I go around the corner to literally see the door staring at me like, motherfucker. So I walk in, check in, do all that shit. Beat. Nurse comes in, takes my weight, by the way. Weight's great right now. Um, <laughs> beautiful. Doing great. Yeah. Go in, uh, sit down, do my BP and all that shit. He leaves. Um, and then also got the dirtiest look. But it doesn't matter. Uh, doctor comes in. He goes, okay, so this is a follow-up based off of this thing in September. He's like, how are you feeling? How's pain? How's like your bowels doing? Mm-hmm. And all that stuff. We talk about it for a little bit. And then he basically goes, yeah, uh, sounds like you just got a bug and you just sometimes feel the effects of it still. Uh, if it progresses worse, then come back. Otherwise, you're good to go. It's a 30-minute drive. I wasted like an hour and a half because it was an hour of sitting there basically. For me to just basically get told what could have been told on the phone call, which is like, hey, are you doing okay? How bad is the pain? How often does it appear? What are your movements like? Okay. Sounds like you're good to go, man. See ya. Yeah, but they get money off of you, so. Uh, they didn't get shit off of me insurance, baby. Sounds yeah, well, okay. they get money from the insurance. Uh, Not exactly, but yeah. Fuck you. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, well. I hate that shit. What a bro. fucking waste of time. Yeah, bro. They stay wasted. But all the time. I don't got to get a camera shoved up my butt, so. Hey, I'll tell you what, the last urgent care I went to for my thumb, doctor was a complete baddie. I, I remember you telling me I this. I already told you this, bro. Like, I'm going to that urgent care every single time, bro. I could, like, stub my toe and I'm going to go to that urgent care. I would not go to the urgent care I went to again. Mummy. Not just because I threw up. <laughs> <laughs> Mummy threw up. <laughs> anyway, y'all. That'll do it for us. Brendan, where can they find you? Nowhere and everywhere. I am the Matrix. Imagine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Uh, Instagram, Twitch, and Twitter at KillerB420 with two R's. And uh, TikTok at KillerBDabs. You can find me at RQ on Twitch, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. And where can they find us at? Coming up for air podcast on TikTok, mm. up for air cast on Instagram, Ba-doo. and up for air podcast on tic- uh, Twitter, or is it up for air cast? Up for air cast, something like that. Yeah, but yeah. If you enjoyed, make sure to like, subscribe, share, rate it. Be good do, human being. Do all that stuff. Make somebody's day. Make people happy. Yeah, bro. Go fucking make somebody smile. They're just some random person, bro. Yeah, fucking, it'll make you feel ten times better. After. And uh, hopefully next week we'll see you from a new set. Hopefully that shit would be kind of tight. But yeah, later. See you next Wednesday. <laughs>